0: Listener supported. WNYC Studios.
1: Dude, my dream is to have a slice of coffee cake with Holly Hunter. Really? And we just, like, make a quilt.
2: Oh, I love Holly Hunter. I think (laughs) Holly Hunter is on my dish. (laughs) (laughs) She has an awesome voice. Her voice
1: is the best. It's insane. Holla! You're listening to Two Dope Queens from WNYC
2: Studios. Hosted by me, Jessica Williams, and my buddy, Phoebe Robinson. Hey!
1: Did you know, like, for the longest time, my mom thought Chelsea Handler's last name was Lately? She'd be like, oh, let's, like, watch uh, what that Chelsea Lately lady. And I'm like, that's not her last name. Yeah.
2: That's, like, a parental yeah. misunderstanding that yeah. is just annoying enough where you have to correct right. it. She also says Steinfeld. My mom says things wrong. like She says Chipotle's said a Chipotle? Oh, no. So she goes, You think you can go give me some Chipotle's? Or oh, the <laughs> Chipotle's was really good. And I'm like, Why are there, and my dad also says, guacamole.
1: No. And so
2: then when we're at Del Taco in the drive thru, he's always like, No, Groc. So he is conscious enough to cut the word guacamole in half. So he's like, I get that it can be cut in half, but I'm still going to say, like, Groc. And he is never, he's like, Hold the Groc. And I'm like, I'm sorry, ma'am, he <laughs> means guacamole. It's so
3: annoying.
1: <laughs> We're here to bring you our live comedy show with our funniest friends, recorded at Union Hall in Brooklyn. This show was sold all the way out. People sitting on the floor like it was Chala. And it was such a solid night of stand-up. We had people like Beth Stelling, Sam J, and Naomi Ekparrigan. It was a Vagina Bonanza. Yeah, it was amazing. Yeah. There
2: was just badge everywhere. There yeah. was badge on the floor, badge on the ground, badge at the bar, badge <laughs> behind
1: the bar. I'm gonna say that is probably not up to code, but you know what? You guys just roll with it. Plus, you're gonna hear us talk about our adventures. Jess and I went to Billy Joel. We did. OMG, that was amazing. At so, MSG. Uh, OMG at MSG. Yeah, it was oh my definitely God. that. So you guys know what to do. Get a glass of rosé. Grab yourself a snack. Take off your pants. Do whatever you gotta do to get loose. Uh, thank you guys for all coming on to our show tonight. Two Dope Queens. Welcome to
2: Two Dope Queens, presented by WNYC Studios. Ooh.
1: Live from Union Hall. In, in
2: New York City, the city that never sleeps. That's what it is, right?
1: Yes. Yeah! <laughs> I, was, I was worried about I was you for a second. I was scared,
2: too. Well, I was scared.
1: <laughs> um, so, the last time we saw each other, we went to the Billy Joel concert together. Oh, we did! Um, oh, Yeah. So, we got really
2: good tickets we like planned two months in
1: advance to go right. to this yeah <laughs> and, and so then we went and we got like uh, floor seats 18th yeah. row like we were we, we did the damn thing we were like, su- <laughs> super close we like
2: splurged on that one yeah
1: we, we went hard in the paint on that yeah and um <laughs> so we're we're walking up in MSG and uh, we're going up the escalator to our, our seat or whatever and it's like bald white guys like hey you too we're like Whoa, we didn't do it! We didn't do it! (laughs) Because he had like a thing. Well, just to
2: preface that, I uh, was sneaking in Rose. And what I did was, I went on Amazon. I was like, I just need a flask. Like, just, you know, a simple flask. Yeah. So I went on Amazon. Then I found there's a whole underworld of flasks. Um, (laughs) And you can get them in, like, suntan lotion form, like a shampoo (laughs) bottle. And I was like, it's too dope queen, so we'll just do bottles of lotion. Right. So I got a bunch of bottles of lotion. And then I got more of these, like, clear packages that you can just slip in, like, your, like areas that curve wait where did you have i drank out of one of those where was the the one i would never give you anything that came from my butt okay i would cool. never and you also drink out of the lotion bottle
1: i didn't drink out of the lotion bottle you did yeah it was really embarrassing yeah. um, <laughs> i so was anyway, like i'm not that black
2: i, I was can't in do like it. a sneaky i can't do it, I, can't do it.
1: <laughs> I don't know because
2: all the reviews uh on amazon were like from people who went on cruises and like White girls who were at Coachella, they were like, this got me through Coachella. Like, <laughs> picture this. You're sitting and you're watching the shins. You're having a crazy moment at sunset. Hilarious. Your boyfriend's doing Molly in the dance tent. <laughs> you reach in your bra, you pull out a clear package of rose. You have the best, best day of your life. Those were like everywhere. I was like, okay, this this, this needs to be addressed. But anyway. So I was afraid this man with a Bluetooth Bluetooth, this man with like a headset thing stops us yes. and is like Hold on ladies, then you talk to you for a second. I was like, Oh shit, like yeah.
1: yeah, and so we got nervous and we're like, we're filling a diversity quota, I think we're okay here. Um <laughs> We're doing um, you a favor. Right. Um, hashtag diversity. and um, so Between like
2: Billy Joel and the Rangers games. Right.
1: <laughs> and so he's like, come over here. So we go over to him and he goes, you ladies are beautiful. Here are front row tickets. Uh, and we are
2: like, yeah. right, right, right. But I had to back, we were like, okay. We didn't get that excited. We were like, okay, but like, why?
3: You yeah. know what I mean? <laughs>
2: Yeah, we were definitely com- We were, we definitely were like, confused. definitely, like, you don't just accept papers from, like, a white man right. in official attire right. without being like... Yeah.
1: I saw 12 Years a Slave. That did not right. end well for him. They're he like, do you play jazz? He thought he had a gift? Yeah. yeah. No jazz here. Um, so... He was like, here, here, take these tickets. Go to this other white guy. And we're like, oh, so many white guys. OK. <laughs> so then we go to another white guy. He's like, hey, I'm going to bring you to this other white guy. And we're like, oh, my God. Where is this going? And so then we go. We, we get seated by this usher. And he was like, hey, so the deal is that Billy hates um, when he comes out and performs. And it's just like dudes in business suits with like their arms crossed who are beams. super late right they're super late to the concert so he likes to fill the first two rows with just like pretty women so when he comes out that's what he gets to look at
2: so then that's when I'm like okay so you know when you have you're presented with like a conflict and you're like where do I feel feminist Why? like right. where are we right
1: right 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 right
2: right and so I sort of clenched up cause I was like as a feminist like so this dude just really this old dude just wants to have like a bunch of pretty women in the first two rows like where are we house and right.
1: evas but I'm I am 31 years old and, and I'm gonna an, take paid. every compliment now. Every single compliment I take it. My years are passing me by. I well, take I every... was
2: worried that you were gonna take a stand and be like, "We can't take these." No, tickets. Of course I not. wasn't either.
1: That's yeah. why I was so, so happy <laughs> when we both were like, ah! <laughs> "Yeah." So we had, like, an amazing time at the concert. We were drinking Rosea, the plastic baggies that had this, like, giant, like, uh, screen where we saw, like, our faces singing along to the songs. So, like, maybe 30, 40 minutes into the concert, John Mayer comes out. Whoa!
3: Oh! It he was does. super
2: fucked up, though, because, you know, like, John he, Mayer, initially you go, ugh, you go, right. ooh, no. Yeah. But, House <laughs> the As soon as he came out, and we started just tickling that guitar. Yeah. yeah. Every woman in the stadium
1: was like... Just... <gasps>
3: seriously.
1: Just everyone slid off their seats. <laughs> it was just...
3: It
2: was a pure slip and slide yeah. of a, I mean, we're not proud of it. It right. was just more body science. Like, it was right. like... <laughs> Here's the cause, and then here's right. the reaction.
1: Right. And so then he killed it. He played guitar. It was fucking awesome. He was amazing. Awesome. He, he is an amazing he guitarist. He had, like, permanent O face. It was, like, the night yeah. of my life. It was pretty. And then, so he finishes, and then Billy plays some more. And then he's, like, introducing Steve Miller. And everyone goes crazy, and we're like, who is he? And I, people were like, ah, ah. Like, everyone, I mean, people were like, we don't know this old white dude, but he seems so nice. He was nice.
2: so cute. What he a nice so man!
1: So cute, you
2: guys. He was so happy to be there. Yeah. Honestly, it was
1: great. It was great. Uh, so he did his song, and then Billy's like uh, piano would like rotate. I mean, he's old, so like all it was just like everybody's got to work around. Him. Right, everybody's
2: yeah. working around. Him.
1: Yeah, um, and so then he did like all the hits. I was like praise dancing. It was amazing, and. And uh, and then at the end of the, the concert, like right before the encore, so he he's saying bye to everybody. He comes over, shakes my motherfucking hand. Ah! Ah! Oh, and I, I freaked out. I lost my Did mind. Did you feel anything when he No, I, your his hand. hands are very soft. He must use lotion. Oh, I mean I he's like, somebody okay. who gets paid like millions of yeah, dollars. Yeah, no, his hands are just like smooth like a insured baby too.
2: Yeah. So that mm. was
1: that was uh, probably that was probably the best concert experience of, of my life. Oh yay. Yeah, That's it was good. so good. <laughs> Well, I mean, when someone's just like, "Oh, you're hot, go sit in the front row," you're right. like, "Right, doesn't get any better than that." That's fucking dope. Doesn't get any better than that. Um,
2: that's gonna be—we're gonna be on rocking chairs, later and be like, "It was one of the best nights of <laughs> BB's life." Why do we sound like the 1920s?
1: That's
2: how you sound when you're old. <laughs> but that's the thing—is that like we're gonna talk about such dumb shit when we're older. Like yeah. I get when my when my grandma talks, but she talks about like real old people shit. But we're gonna be like there was once a man named Chris Brown <laughs>
1: <laughs> he had a song called These Holes Ain't Loyal and
3: yeah. boy was it a banger <laughs>
1: <laughs> we have it used to operate
2: on a 3G network <laughs> <laughs> you wouldn't believe the dropped
1: calls Fucking stupid! Oh, that's great! I'm excited. Shitty old people. I'm excited. I'm gonna be the best old person. I don't know about you. Hashtag Uh, (laughs) change my diaper. (laughs) (laughs) Retweet, retweet. Um, should we get this show started? Yeah, let's 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 do it. She's our she's our soul sister. Yeah, she's great. She is so hilarious. I just just the way that she bottle her up. I know. And make her a lotion, and then just like be like hi. (laughs) Yeah, she is just she's a little piece of heaven yeah. I love the way she talks she just uh, she just, just f-
2: feel comfortable she with just her. fills
1: my heart with so much joy we're just joy. gonna talk
2: about it for 20 minutes
1: yeah <laughs> and then not bring her out please give it up for
4: Naomi love Perrigan thank you Queens hi uh, that's sweet they said those things about me But um what was I gonna say? I don't even know. I feel so you know what it is, in my head it's like you know, I think I think Phoebe and I are the same age, but like in my head I'm like emotionally sixty seven. Do you know what I mean? Like like I say shit like I'm sick and tired of being sick and tired. It's like like I am, I am, I'm the opposite of Danny Glover. I'm too young for that shit. Do you know what I mean? And yet, and yet, that's how I am in my head. I just get all chilly, and I just like mine's my best life, honey. My best life is wearing a fleece pant, with just, with just a, an extra blanket over my lap. I love a lap blanket. Yes, I have two cats. You know what I mean? Like, you know what I mean? Like, that's like it. That's it for me. And you know what? I'm not ashamed to say it. I can do that now, because I'm engaged, okay? I'm done! I'm done! Honey, I remember. I remember. And I mean, I'm not even... I didn't even have self-esteem back then, so it's not like I was pulling in the big fish. It's good I'm off the streets, you know? And I've got myself a Jew boo. That's a Jewish boo. And... It's, it's what I'm supposed to have, naturally, you know, as a New York City girl, you know. I went to private school on the Upper East Side. I said, what did you expect, Mother? You know? so I said to her. I do, I love him. You know, it's good, though. Jubu's a real sweet treat. He's, he's quirky, he's fun, he's funky fresh. Um, but, um... <laughs> You know, before him, I realized, like, it's another reason why it's good I'm off the streets, because even though you're talking, I was like, I want to go wingman, that'll be so fun. But after an hour, I'll be like, they're all ugly and dumb. And then, like, I will not be helpful or supportive anymore. But, like, I, re- you know why? Because, like, like I love, it's so good I'm off the streets because I don't make smart choices. Like, I fucking love a dude on the autism spectrum. I I do! I just love an awkward, I love an awkward, I love the challenge, you know? And it's like, it'll, it'll make like the most basic stuff feel like a real victory, you know what I mean? And also too, like quiet, bland people, what is easy, you know what I used to like them? Cause you would just graft a personality onto them, you know what I mean? Like it's so easy with a quiet person, you're like, oh my God, like, he gets me, he's such a good listener. It's like, no bitch, he's counting the tiles on the floor. <laughs> He's not in this conversation. I'm like, it's okay. He's not into eye contact. Hugs make him sad. You know? Like, it's like what I like. It's like, I love that. That's why it's so good I'm not out there anymore. I would be making mistakes. You know, I've spent some time in my life going inside Caucasia, getting answers. Um, and... Um, I lived in Australia briefly, you know, and that's the root of it. you got to get in there, okay? If you, when the revolution comes, you got to know the people on the inside. So I went into Caucasia. I was there. And it's funny, because, you know, you know, when I had my braids working with this Nubian essence, they were throwing dicks at me. They were so excited to see me there. I was at a lower weight. I'm not going to lie to you. And... So I'm out, so I'm there, you know what I mean? And then there was a man, oh my God, I never told you this story, Phoebe, Jessica. I'm using this as a conversation, really. Um, There was this dude who was like, yeah, no, seriously, yeah, I love it, I love it. There was this guy in Australia who was like, Who was like, I want to be? What do you think? He's like, he's like, I want to be your slave. Like, oh, I do. Who's like, totally? And I was like, oh, I should do this for my ancestors. You know what I mean? Like, I felt like I should, right? But then I'm going to tell you this, and this is again why I'm not. I'm not a hip, cool, sexy girl. I felt having a slave was too much work. I did. I really did, because that means I had to have all this stuff be messy, so he would fix it later.
3: And I had to have
4: these clear wants and goals, and I didn't have it in me, but he was a police officer. So you know this was the whole issue. He was dealing with a lot in his daily work, and then he wanted to come home and be smacked in the face with a titty. You know, that's what he wanted. I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it. Jubu, have I ever told you that story? No, my fiance's here and we're growing closer he did, but I didn't do it. I didn't do it. I couldn't do it. I couldn't take it. I couldn't take the responsibility. Can you imagine? I didn't expect to share that. But now we're all here. You know, it's a real safe space, and I love it. And I love it. Oh, God. I got to stop eating my feelings. It's getting so bad. Okay, who here, quick poll, whose thighs don't touch? i'm really glad that you guys weren't afraid to admit that because people go cold because they know that everyone else hates them but you i okay so your thighs don't touch what do you eat Uh, Beer. (laughs) she said beer she said nothing i appreciate your honesty okay because that's the fucking truth i gotta eat nothing if i want i mean they touch now they ain't fucking not gonna touch you know what i'm saying they just kissing all day you know (laughs) But I gotta find, I gotta eat something appropriate, healthy, I don't know. And I'm really, you know what I fucking hate? I hate when people are all like, have a handful of nuts. (laughs) (laughs) Who has ever been hungry, put a handful of nuts in their mouth, and said, I'm full? Do I look like a woodland creature? I get very upset by the concept. I get very upset. It's like insulting. I feel insulted. Have a handful of nuts. Go. Fuck yourself. You know? Sorry, WNYC. You know? That's how I feel about it. I can't take it. I gotta get it together. You know, it's bad because, you know, when Jubu and I first moved in together you know my number one concern you know like with some people you're like oh god what if we make each other crazy or I'm too messy or you know and he's like sees me on day two of my period and realizes it's all a lie you know <laughs> I get like nervous but like that's like we, but that was not what made me worry my number one worry was like how do I suck in my stomach forever do you know what I mean like cause when you're just hanging out on a weekend a late night it's easy breezy you just you hold it taut <laughs> and then you just lay down, okay? He don't know the difference, okay? Then when you gotta get up to go to the bathroom because you don't want a UTI, you just hold it taut again. So you bookend it and he's none the wiser, you know? But then I'm living with him 24-7, how can I do that all the time? The first six months that we were living together, I was like a pregnant actress in a sitcom, you know what I mean? Like standing behind couches to deliver all my monologues. (laughs) Holding large empty boxes for no reason. (laughs) Like, it was just like, large statement purses. You know what I mean? Like, whatever I could do, whatever I could do. But now, now he's in too deep, so, you know. (laughs) I let it hang out and hope my personality will suffice, you know. Oh, my God. Since there's so many white women here, I want to take a moment to do a brief PSA, okay? Now, I'm a lady who, as I told you, my best life is fucking fleece and a blanket on my lap. So, as you can imagine, I love to watch procedurals. I love it, okay? I love me. Criminal Minds is my number one. I do like classic Law & Order, but I do prefer a special victim, you know? Yes. I just love it. I love it. I love it. It's it's amazing how every episode is, involves a white woman in peril. You know, it's like a white woman's in peril, that's how we get people to care, you know? And it's just nonsense. But if there's one thing that I feel like we should be taking away, is that, like, white ladies, okay, Megan's, Sarah's, Becky's, okay? You guys have got to stop with the jogging at dawn and dusk. You gotta stop! Jackson, but if the light is low, you should not go. Are you following me? Are you following me? If you're jogging at those hours, you got two options, okay? You're either going to find a dead body or become a dead body. Stop it with the jogging. It's the primary reason I don't exercise in public. The primary, Phoebe. Phoebe's always trying to get me to go to the gym with her. And I'm like, oh, girl, bye. Phoebe! Come to the gym with me. I told you I don't like to sweat in public. And that if I'm going to go to the gym, I'm going to have to get in shape first. To then come to the gym. I mean, look at your gams. Come on, queen. I can't do it. Can you put... I, I like, want to put on spanks under sweatpants. You know what I mean? Like, that's what I would do. That's what I would do. It would be so bad. You guys are really great. You really gave me a reason to hold on today. Thank you. Thank you. You guys are just really, just really, just heartwarming. Really rich. Follow me on Twitter at Black Um, Trying to build that brand. Trying to be that B. you know? That's what, I, that's what I learned from these two. You gotta be that B. Um... Before I go, I guess I'll leave you with one quick, one quick, quick one. Jubu, what do you think, Nutella or dick pic? Uh, dick pic. Thanks, sweetheart. That's how you make love work. You bring them into the process. Now, so I'll close with this, okay? Listen, listen, okay? Now, as you can see, I'm as you can see, I'm real glad I'm off the streets. I'm done doing the work. All right. But then you but then you hear about all the fun, you know, when you're going out, you know, the girl, look you're pre-gaming, you know, putting on your makeup, listening to your Beyonce, like tonight's gonna be different. You know, like as you as you put it on and it's like so exciting. And and then I think, oh, would it be different? But then, I hear about the crazy stuff that's happening on these streets. And I'm just so, I just praise black Jesus, hair like lamb's wool, that, um, <laughs> that I'm not in the game anymore. Like, my friend told me she started seeing this guy and they hadn't had sex yet, but he sent her a dick pic. Now listen, I used to be a hoe, so I was like, he likes you. Like, that wasn't my problem. My problem was, she said, it looked like he put a filter on the picture. <laughs> what is going on out there? (laughs) Call me old-fashioned, but back in my day, if a man wanted to send you a picture of his dick, he had the good sense to show you his dick next to a remote control to give you a sense of scale. (laughs) That's it. That's it. Now can you imagine opening up your phone, getting a picture of a dick and it's (laughs) sepia-toked? It's like, don't try to make me think your dick is a memory. (laughs) I could never, I could never. You guys are lovely. I'm Naomi. That's my time. Bye.
0: This week on The New Yorker Radio Hour, a young writer attaches himself to a rising star in politics named Barack Obama. Interesting guy. Speaks in what sound like paragraphs. Very good posture, that guy. Enviable posture. (laughs) I am a writer, and I have this this very slight hunch, and he has none of that. A political coming-of-age story from staff writer Vincent Cunningham, plus actor and director Bradley Cooper, all on The New Yorker Radio Hour from WNYC Studios. Listen wherever you get your podcast.
1: Keep it moving. Oh, yeah. Our next comic, she's very, very talented. She just was named one of Comedy Central's comics to watch, which is a huge deal. Hell yeah. That means she's on the come up. Please give it up for Sam J. What's
5: up, New York? It's fucking dope. I've been enjoying it here so far, it's a little weird. I just moved to LA from Boston. So I'm actually glad to be back on the East Coast, man. I, yeah, LA's a little too night, like too invite, too, like I need the edge of the East Coast. I need the judgment of the East Coast. I need that shit. It's what keeps me going. It's my fuel. You know what I mean? Like especially Boston is still a little closed minded town. Like so people like judge, like they're afraid of me. You know? Like it's obvious my underwear is have dick holes and they shouldn't. You know what I mean? They look at me funny. I'm a black dyke. Old white ladies cross the street when I'm walking down. But I like that. I like that power. I like to feel. I like to feel that shit. Like oh yeah. In L.A., they just don't care. They're way too invited. I was walking down Sunset late at night. An old white lady walked up to me, hugged me, and whispered in my ear, I voted for you. I was like, what, me? (laughs) Personally, or like Obama, or gay marriage, or (laughs) what exactly? I cover a lot of bases here. What the fuck? I don't even understand. It's cool, man. i having a good time. I got into New York. did some touristy shit. I went to Wall Street, the financial district, just to watch white men soak up their privilege, you know? Just, so, just to watch them living it up, living high on the hog. I like to see that shit. I like to see a white man using all his white man potential, going as far as it will fucking take him. I enjoy that shit. I like, I want more of that. Like, I like, there's a lot of hippie, weird white dudes that just don't do shit all day. It's disappointing. <laughs> very disappointing super frustrating a lot of homeless white dudes in LA like what the fuck you know what the fuck is that shit man like this is America Jack you, you fucking program this game how do you lose how do you how do you fuck this up for yourself and have the nerve to ask me for money I'm a black lesbian get the fuck out my face sir No, absolutely not. I never, I will never give, I know it sounds really fucked up, and if you have a homeless white relative, I'm sorry. I really am. But I will never give a homeless white man a dime. I never will do. Because it's bullshit. It's like get a haircut and go work at a subway. Something, something, dude. I'm not participating in that shit, man. You're a fucking asshole. I had a good I drove across the country this summer. I had a cool summer. I got the experience, like went to different places, did shows in different cities. Got fucking had some epiphanies, man. Cause it's been a weird summer, like especially for racial tension. We all know, like the cops are acting crazy, people are rioting, no one knows what to do. It feels like we're taking a million steps backward, you know? It feels weird right now, and I and I also kind of think it feels weird because we're not looking at the right signs. Like we're not embracing all the change that is happening and all the progress that is happening. I feel like we want to see something really drastic that we're never gonna see, you know? Like we want to see like a KKK member at a black lives rally (laughs) black lives matter rally like this robe like you know like take his hood off and then like pick a black baby up out the stroller and kiss it in the mouth and hold it up like simba from the lion king and some shit it's like nothing like that's gonna happen but there's small signs everywhere like the other day i was watching movie previews and i saw a movie preview and it was a black serial killer and a black serial killie. that is progress you know what i'm saying it's like holy shit and i've seen that before Black people are eating kale. Now we eat a shit ton of kale. That says something. That says we're moving some shit. We don't throw our dogs in the trash anymore. We bring them to the vet. That's progress, I'm saying. We learned from our mistakes. We're making the right decisions now. That's dope. White people know about Jordans and cocoa butter. Information is being exchanged, you know? We are moving forward. That is really awesome. But I really got, like, happy. I was really like, oh, man, we're going to be all right. This race thing is going to work itself out. I was really happy. I went to a show in Manchester, New Hampshire, and I saw the future. It's in the youth, and it was dope, right? I get to Manchester. I get out in front of this chicken shack, and it's like a hood chicken shack in the middle of Manchester, which is really confusing, right? Like a hood chicken shack, like grape soda fried chicken. That's all they had. And I was like fuck is this doing in Manchester because we've never been to Manchester it is very white like the only thing whiter than Manchester is Maine itself like (laughs) Manchester is so white that white people do like the service jobs. They like pump the gas and shit, because there's nobody available, so it's that white. So I was like, why is this chicken shack here? It's just so weird. And as I was trying to figure that out, two white boys were coming towards me, two young white dudes, That'd be about 11, and they were like the epitome of young white maleness, just perfection, just like, blonde hair blowing in the fucking wind, the ice, blue eyes, just perfection. Like they just look like America in fucking motion coming towards me, you know? Like all they needed was like a golden retriever behind them and some fireworks, and I don't like, whatever the fuck you were selling. Like, holy shit, (laughs) this is beautiful. And they were perfect, man, perfect, right? And one was on a razor scooter and one was on a bike, and the one on the razor scooter turned to the one on the bike, and he was like, hell nah, my nigga. I would never do that to you, because you're my nigga. And as I heard it, I was looking at the chicken shack, and I was like, I don't really know if this is how Martin Luther King dreamed it, (laughs) but this is kind of it. This is where we are... It's kind of dope, man, because I believe him. He wouldn't do that to you. You're his nigga. Why would he do that? (laughs) Makes no sense. You got to trust him, bro. And that's where we are, I think, man. It's embracing shit. It's like, stop being weird about words and all this stuff. Stop running from stereotypes. Embrace your stereotypes, man. Embrace your stereotypes. Play that shit up. Use them to your advantage. And then help somebody else. You know what I'm saying? Like, people think black people are hostile. I use this shit all the time to my advantage. All the time. I blast music, especially when I'm riding the train or the bus. Blast music out my headphones, right? Look left and right real crazy. (laughs) I bark every once in a while. No white people sit next to me for miles on the train or the bus. It's the most peaceful ride of my life. I don't got to deal with your boogie boards and sailboats and shit you bring on the train and the bus during rush hour like you're goddamn retarded. Like, is that a drum set? What the fuck is this dude doing, man? I used to ride in peace. We think Asians are magical. We think one touch will knock you out. No one runs up on Asian people. Play that up if you're not that tough and you're Asian. You know what I'm saying? Use that shit. White women have the power of tears. You guys cry and get whatever the fuck you want. Dope. So dope. Don't run from that shit. Every time I tell that joke, there's a white woman in the audience with a stiff face like her, like, mmm, And there's a white guy next to her, like, yeah, they fucking cry. Cause they do. But that's fucking amazing. I wish people gave a fuck. I wish my tears meant something to people. I wish that shit moved people. It don't matter, man. No one gives a fuck when you see it. I don't care when I see a black. We do it too strong. Like, women of color, we do the stiff thing and the one tear rolls. And we can't, in- you can't invoke passion that way, you know? It's just too strong, man. You can't, like, when I see a black lady cry, I'm just like, mm, bitch, times are tough. Get your life together. And go try to be somebody. What the fuck do you want from me? How am I supposed to help that, you know? I see a white lady cry. You guys just break the fuck down. You know what I mean? You want to do something. You're like, oh my God, look at her. She needs me. She's in goddamn distress. And that's the thing. You got to embrace your thing, man embrace what you have and then use it to help somebody else. Like, recently, I was at a comedy festival, right? Prime example. This was so dope. I was at a comedy festival. I was hanging out with my homeboy. We automatically look suspicious because he is a man. I look like a man. We're both black. And we smell like a shit ton of weed. Mad weed. <laughs> so I'm trying to hide the weed. I'm ducking and dodging security. I'm putting this shit behind my back. And then this white lady walks up and she's like, hey, smell that weed you're smoking. I would love to smoke with you. I'll even light a cigarette to help mask the smell if you let me. And I felt like we had just picked up an item and Zelda like, <laughs> you have just required white woman shield you are now invisible to cop security and otherwise nosy ass white folks like yeah <laughs> fucking winning it's just dope <laughs> oh shit you guys are awesome I just got married man I got married yeah I got married in June, but I met my wife in February. Yeah, crazy shit, I know. I'm in love, man, I'm a girl, we're girls, we do shit like that, I'm in love, right? But it was kind of fast, it is, it's moving fast. Like we're already talking about adoption, right? Getting into that whole adoption conversation. I'm excited, I'm going Asian, I'm pumped, you know? Definitely going Asian, I'm getting an Asian baby and I'm fucking stoked about it. And it's so crazy, because my grandmother got so pissed when I told her, she was all offended. She was like, eh, you should adopt a black child. And I was like, I could have a black baby for free. If I'm gonna buy a baby, I'm gonna get the best baby I could get. I know how to invest my goddamn money. Get out of my face, is what I'm saying. <laughs> but it was weird. Like, I, I think, you know, I know too. Like, I've been through so many wrong relationships, you know, when it's right. You know what I mean? Like, I used to have a boyfriend, and that didn't work out because I'm gay as fuck. <laughs> oh, shit, I'm so gay, man. But I was like, I tried. I was like, I'm going to suck all the dicks and love it. And I was sucking all the dicks, and I was like, get these out of here. This is not.
3: <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs>
5: But ultimately, I think we broke up because I'm just—I'm an alpha. I'm an alpha. I have a very dominant personality. He was way too passive, too sweet. Like his passiveness, his niceness would make me mad. He'd say sweet things, I'd get angry. I'd get pissed, man. Like one time, he was like, "Oh, Samaria, you're so beautiful. I want you to be the last woman I touch." And my first thought was like, "What a faggot!" Like who the fuck says that, man? I see myself naked in the mirror. I don't want to be the last woman I touch. What the fuck? Gay, gay, gay. Something's wrong with you. Mm -mm. (laughs) and it's weird we're doing first time stuff right I got I like my wife wants me to use a strap on her, and I think that's fucking dumb but I'm in love so I went to do this shit very confusing man buying a dick is confusing as fuck like nobody told me but it's very overwhelming like you go to the dick store there's all these dicks on the wall there's three inch dicks which is like who the fuck is buying a three inch dick for themselves unless you're trying to get that thing on a plane what the fuck are you doing there's dudes in the dick store like i thought you had dicks you're buying dicks i don't know what's going on there who am i to judge i'm in there trying to match dicks to my skin tone like that even makes a fucking difference right And then they're like oh this is brown like me this is gonna be a convincing dick when i get it on stupid shit Debating on stuff like size, color, veins, no veins, balls, no balls. Eventually, I just went with purple because purple says, hey, girl, we both know this isn't real, okay? I don't feel this shit. Let's not have expectations. I get this thing home, and there's no cool way to put on a fake dick to make love to a woman. You look stupid as shit every time. Hey, like, don't let any... You feel so dumb. A piece of your soul dies every time you're kissing a girl, and you got to be like, hold on. As soon as I get all these straps together... You're going to be a deep shit. You feel like a fucking fool. But I did this shit for love, you know what I'm saying? And I'm standing there, purple dick hanging out, and she made it even more awkward. Like, how could you turn this even crazier? I'm standing there, purple dick hanging out, like, all right, let's do this shit. I'm ready to go. And she's like, oh, babe, thank you so much for going through that. Thank you so much, but aren't you going to go get a condom? And I'm like, bitch, what? This is a condom. I got this dick out the dishwasher. It's the safest dick, man. I'm also trying to watch the news more because I'm married and I feel like I gotta be smart, you know? So I'm trying to watch the news, trying to keep up with shit. Right? I'm getting into old, angry white man television. It is my favorite fucking thing to watch on TV. O'Reilly Factor handing in combs. Just crazy. I love it because it's hilarious. It's so fucking funny. These dudes are irate all the time. And they always get to a point in their rhetoric where they're like, we're losing the country. We're losing the country. And I'm always confused, because everywhere I look, white men are still buying L.L. Bean and shit. And I just feel like, if you can afford to monogram a bathrobe, you are doing okay. That is Richie Rich shit, you know? And they're like, we're losing, we're losing. I was like, what the fuck did they lose? We're losing, we're losing, what the fuck did they lose? And then I watched three seasons of Mad Men on Netflix. You lost every fucking thing, holy shit. Holy shit, man, because at some point that was really a white man's life. That wasn't fiction. That's how you lived every day in society. You could wake up in the morning, another woman smell all over your body, bourbon on your breath, run downstairs, kiss your wife in the mouth. She says nothing to you, just serves you the pancakes with the perfect butter square in the middle like an Aunt Jemima box and shit. You eat hearty like a man should, jump in your American-made Cadillac, swerve all the way to work... No police pull you over. The most a cop will do is pull up next to you and be like, hey, Jim, you having some trouble getting into work? Well, let me guide you in, buddy, and guide your ass into your job. Get to your job, run upstairs, secretary greets you in the lobby with double D tits, you fucker right there. You don't wait. Why should you? You're a white man in America. You pull your dick out where you want. As Soon as you pull out, she tells you she's pregnant, you fire her. Bitch, you're fired. Fuck out my office. Who told you to get knocked up, you silly whore? go in your office, sleep off your hangover, wake up, go to a business lunch, get drunk again, and get a promotion. And that's what you did, like, every fucking day. Every day. And then, like, women started thinking, and black people wanted to eat sandwiches next to you, and it all went to shit. Hey, peace out, guys.
0: This week on the New Yorker Radio Hour, a young writer attaches himself to a rising star in politics named Barack Obama. Interesting guy. Speaks in what sound like paragraphs. Very good posture, that guy. Enviable posture. (laughs) I am a writer, and I have this this very slight hunch, and he has none of that. A political coming-of-age story from staff writer Vincent Cunningham, plus actor and director Bradley Cooper, all on the New Yorker Radio Hour from WNYC Studios. Listen wherever you get your podcast.
1: good. You went to Pass? I went to Budapest, y'all. I call it booty pass. No, it's great. It was, it was really great. Like the 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 city is beautiful. All the women are like awesome. Like they're either like twenty five or just like really hard looking Slavic women. Like, right, 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 right. It's like June Squibb or Emma Stone. There's no right, in between right, 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 at all.
2: Right an interesting yeah
1: it was cool and um, the the presentation went well and I was I was doing a a presentation and this other guy who's a concert pianist who's uh, originally from Croatia he was also on the show and so he and I go out along with the guy who hired us. So we go out to dinner. Oh. Yeah. And so I'm like, oh, okay, cool. And so, so we're, going, we're, at, we're at dinner and we're like looking at the menu and he was like, oh, we should get this and this so then we can like share, share dinner. And I was like, yeah, 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 yeah oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Definitely. Um, and so then we're talking like, like laughing. He's like touching my shoulder. Yeah, I was like, was. oh, hi. Um, <laughs> and then I like put my hand on his thigh like Ooh, all the go. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. yeah. And then, like, at certain points when I'm talking, he just, like, grabs my hand and, like, holds it. So there's lots of escalation Right. Yes. It, was, it was super cute, right? And so we're all, like, hanging out drinking, and then we, like, go bar hopping. And we spent, like, three hours together. It was, like, a, was a super long night. We're, like, hitting it off. And, like, three hours in, out of nowhere, because I made it clear that I'm single-ass fuck. Right, right. <laughs> Just wide open really, for bids. Aggressive, aggressive, Just, single.
2: aggressively singles.
1: Yeah, it. clearance sale, clear, liquidation, everything Couldn't must go. Be? Everything must go. So I made it soups clear that I was available,
3: right? Dang, and, dang,
1: dang. And then three hours in, he was like, oh, yeah, my girlfriend and I. And I was like,
3: oh, hell no. Oh, hell Drop no.
2: that bozo. <laughs>
1: Are
3: you fucking kidding me? I it took
1: him three so, hours. So pissed. Oh my gosh, three hours. Three hours. So I was like, I was like, oh, you have a girlfriend? He was like, yeah. And I was like, uh-huh. <laughs> um, <laughs> and I was like, oh, how long have you guys been together? He was like, six months. And I'm like, oh, it's not gonna last. Like, if you're already doing this bullshit, six months yeah, in, like, it's what's like you playing at right. Um, so then he just like walked me. We went to the. We were staying in the same hotel, so we just like. Walk back to the hotel together and he was like, Oh, it's so great meeting you. Um, we, we should hang out in New York and I was like, No, bye. <laughs> <laughs> no new friends.
2: Yeah, no new, no friends. new, friends. No friends. new
1: friends. Not in the friendship right now. Why like? Um,
2: that infuriates me. Just don't. Who has time? Who has yeah. time? You were never going to get that three hours in fucking Budapest I back. I know.
1: I was looking to nail some sweet Dude. Slavic D. Like that was... Yeah. And he, he... So what he did was he right. was like, oh yeah,
2: maybe blah, blah, blah. All the dudes in the vicinity, like all that Slavic D had to back up. Right. Because he, you guys were like escalating each other. Right. And then he was like, no. Ugh.
1: Can't deal with that baby dick and bullshit. Yeah. Fucking Croatia, man. Yeah. Um... All right, let's get out of here. We have our last comic of the night. Just had a, I we know. She's we so gotta, funny. She, we got to end on her because she's incredible. I can't deal. Uh, she currently has an album out called Simply the Beth. It's on mm-hmm. uh, Spotify, iTunes, uh, Google Play. And uh, she tours all over the country. You're going to love her to pieces. Please give it up for Beth, Beth <laughs> uh,
6: Phoebe and I actually roomed... Um, we, we shared a hotel in Vegas, and uh, that was affirmative from backstage. We were in Vegas, and there was a taxi driver that was uh, like, Are you single? And I was like, Yeah. Eh, eh, eh. And he's like, You should move to Vegas. You know, it's like 14 men to like every one woman. And I was like, Ugh. <laughs> That sounds terrifying every night. Yeah, it sounds like a, like pure living in pure terror here. Um, he's like, yeah, well, a lot of guys move here, you know, to gamble, sports, party. I was like, you're not pitching this well, you know. You aren't making it sound better uh, the more that you talk. And it's like saying, yeah, you, you're, are you single? Come on down to the jail. It's like 900 men to you if you visit. Now... I, I for the longest time I was, uh, I found myself in a lot of long distance relationships. Then I finally I found somebody in L.A. to date, and uh, a lot of I live in there. uh, And what was? (laughs) So uh, a lot of people tried to warn me about him. They were like, "Do not date him. He is a monster." And I said, (laughs) "But let me try." And. He, uh, you know, I had just gotten out of a three year relationship with a man who I have tattooed on my back. Those are forever. And uh, yeah, I mean, I had a friend that went with me when I got it, and she was like, please don't, you know, what if you sleep with somebody else? You're gonna have another man's name on your back. And I said, if I do, you know, and I have sex with somebody else, I can just like look back at him and be like, hey, this is the kind of commitment you can expect from me. <laughs> you know, I'll do it. Do you know how hard it is to get laid with another man's name on your back? <laughs> Not hard. I <laughs> uh, So when I found the new guy who I was told was a monster, he had also just gotten out of a three-year relationship, uh, but they lived together in L.A. And so when we started dating, I noticed like he kept the apartment, but all of her stuff was still there. Like a lot, like a lot of her stuff. Uh, like we were just having sex on her mattress and surrounded by like boxes and clothes. Like boxes of bras and underwear visible. Stuff of hers was still in the bathroom, so I knew like everything about her from her hair conditioning routine to her cup size. And the only thing that she knew uh, was why I should dump this guy. <laughs> you know? Can you? Imagine being in a relationship so bad, you're just like, fuck all my earthly possessions. (laughs) You know what I mean? (laughs) The relationship was so bad. Yeah, she left without... The relationship turned her Buddhist. Uh, She was like, I'm off to a better life. But he uh, was... Yeah, he was a bad bad person. And... (laughs) You know, if you say, like, oh, well, I was, uh, you know, what happened between you two, you know? And uh, and you could be like, well, I was, I was in an abusive relationship. And people's response is like, but, like, just verbal or? <laughs> like, that would be okay. Did he just make you feel small with his words? or Because if, if you don't have, like, a visible black eye, I kind of got to go. You know, I just, like, I don't, I don't have time unless there's proof. But are you? <laughs> what did you do? Was it your fault? Uh, did you, Did you have sex with him or no? Enough? It's like if you say you got your um, it's like if you say you got your bike stolen, people's first question is like, "But did you lock it?" And you're like, "Okay. Well, <laughs> I thought it wasn't my fault. <laughs> I thought it, I thought it wasn't my fault, but that I'm thinking about it, it seems like it might be." Which is why, you know, sometimes if somebody like warns you like those people did, like, "Don't date him, he's a monster." A lot of her instincts is to go, like, oh, well, she's just seeing that because she wants some honor herself, you know. <laughs> you know, and then that's why we get this rap of being crazy. Girls aren't, we're not crazy. You just tricked us. <laughs> and we're reacting accordingly, you know, which is why I'm a firm believer in uh, body camps for women, quite honestly. Uh, I don't know what it's going to look like. Perhaps a troll, like a troll, a gem a, in the belly button, like a troll situation, just capturing all the footage that happens. That way, if anything you know, goes awry, you just upload it to YouTube. And and then when a girl warns you, you can just say, I don't know. She's like, yeah, no, he's got like three body cam videos on YouTube. <laughs> Check him out. <laughs> see for yourself and then even then i feel like if you could look into your future and see what might happen to you'd you be like well i don't know she was crazy she probably edited it to make him look like the bad guy (laughs) (laughs) so if i had if i had known still would have done it is what we're coming (laughs) i'm alive uh (laughs) the guy that's tattooed on my back is a good man and uh, so I guess that that's that's one for me uh, in the plus side. Uh, I was in Playboy this summer. Yeah, they listed me as a touring comedian that you should go see. So. Someday they'll appreciate me for more than my words. But until then, my mom saw this article. It was posted on Facebook and uh, she went into the comment section. My mom is uh, Facebook fluent. And she started typing, oh, dear. <laughs> My mom is also a virgin. And she wrote, oh, dear, Playboy. Purchasing this will be a first for me. And I didn't have the heart to tell her. You know, it's just an online thing. <laughs> it's not going to be in the print copy of Playboy. <laughs> People use that magazine to jack off nothing makes a dick go softer than a funny one (laughs) I would know and uh, I didn't tell her because I wanted her to go get one (laughs) we live in a very small town and she's an elementary school music teacher Just imagine my mom like going to the store and picking up a Playboy, just putting it down on the counter and being like, <laughs> it's not what it looks. <laughs> my daughter's in here. <laughs> she gets it home and she's like looking for my face and she's like, oh no, <laughs> everybody's daughter is in here. <laughs> it makes it less special does anybody know my mom's Wi-Fi password? Because she does not. For the longest time, she had like a little jitterbug flip phone thing and and then it broke. And uh, I feel like she broke it by like charging the shit out of it. It is constantly in the wall. She's like, is that enough? I'm like, it's been enough. (laughs) It's a mobile phone. You're supposed to take it places, dying. Either that or she pressed its buttons far too hard. Have you ever seen a woman over 63 turn on a TV? It's like... (laughs) Is it on? I'm like, on and then off. Yeah, so... (laughs) That's your problem. (laughs) Release. (laughs) Relent. Uh, my mom has the summers also. so she, uh, she had to get a hysterectomy this summer, which is a huge bummer because it's like my childhood home is gone, you know? And, uh, I'll never go back. Um, that was a fun one. I, you guys have really been an amazing crowd. I hope you all reach your goal weight while you sleep tonight. Thank you so much. I'm Beth.
1: Beth Stelling! Beth Stelling! Yes. You just heard Naomi eck Sam Jay, and Beth Stelling. Two Dope Queens is produced by Joanna Solitaro. Our team also includes Rachel Neal, Jim Point, Paula Schumann, Chase Coolpon, and Shanoa Estrada. Our theme music was composed by Jeff Brodsky. Hey, do you like what we're doing? Yeah. Then subscribe to 2 Dope Queens on iTunes
2: and never miss a show. And if you're a true 2 Dope Queens fan, you can check out sneak peeks of our next episode at 2dopequeens.tumblr.com.
3: You go right back up there and get me a toddler. I need a baby high. They got more than you handle.